Welcome to episode 46 of Blooming a Healthy Home by Design. Today I have a special guest who's going to share with us 10 common misconceptions about solar. I could think of maybe one or two off the top of my head, but 10? I'm excited for you to hear what they all are. Anyhow, his name is Alex Peterson, and he's an independent energy consultant with a California-based solar company called Power, and that's with a U-R. And he's also the founder of Peterson Solar, which currently serves in 21 states. Alex's mission is to promote the adoption of clean energy through education and cost-effective solar solutions. So if you're thinking about solar and wondering if it's right for you, you won't want to miss this episode. In fact, stick around for number 10 because you'll be surprised about this little loophole that allows you to maximize your rebate. Okay, let's grow. Is your home environment helping you or hurting you? We've been taught that our health is determined by the food that we eat or how much we exercise. But what if there's more to it than that? I'm here to tell you that your home environment matters. We spend most of our time at home and we're raising our families here. So isn't it important to know if we're creating an environment that is supportive to our health and well-being? Here on Blooming a Healthy Home by Design, we're going to uncover the many ways your home can support you building a healthier lifestyle for your family. We'll uncover simple ideas that will get you to think about your home differently. You'll discover how to get rid of toxins that could be lurking in your walls and cupboards, to new ideas in color psychology, furniture placement, anything and everything that can help influence positive mood and behavior so you and your family can lead healthier, fuller lives at home. I'm Sheila Alston, founder of Healthy Home Media and editor of the Wellness Real Estate Magazine and Healthy Home Magazine. I'm on a mission to bring health and home together. I'm searching far and wide to bring guests who will guide you with simple and actionable steps that you can take to help you and your family bloom and grow. So thanks so much for being here. Together, we're making the world a healthier place, one home at a time. Okay, I'm so excited because I have Alex Peterson here on the show today. Um, We're going to be talking about the 10 misconceptions about going solar. So thank you for being on the show, Alex. Thanks a lot for having me, Sheila. Really excited to be here. Yeah, you know, I think that some people, um, they just have a whole bunch of assumptions about solar because solar has been around for a long time. And so let's clear the air. Let's, um, what's happening in the industry now and what are the 10 misconceptions? Right. So the industry is in a rapid state of change. There's been a lot of really great technological progress happening in the solar space. Prices have been going down dramatically for solar panels to the extent where it actually starts making a lot of sense for more and more families these days to really seriously consider this. And so one of the things that I really love to do uh, in my uh, solar business is to talk about misconceptions, because ultimately at the end of the day, if you don't feel comfortable and confident about the reasons to go solar and the things that are not true about the industry, then you're never going to make that switch into renewable energy. And so it's a big priority of mine to make sure that people have good, solid information about it. Okay, great. Well, so let's just get into it. What's the first misconception? Yeah, so the first misconception is one that's probably pretty easy to predict. The misconception is that it's just too expensive or that you can't afford to wait 15 or 20 years for the panels to pay off. Um, The truth about going solar is that unless you want to pay for everything up front in cash, you're going to be saving money from day one, not 10 years from now. 
going solar is unlike most other purchases you're ever going to make in that you'd actually spend more money by not going solar, assuming your home is right for it. And so how is it possible to save money from day one? Well, if you're like most people and you pay for your system with a loan that you're going to pay off monthly, those monthly payments for your new solar panels are going to be less than what you were previously paying on your full electric bill. Um, and if that wouldn't be true for your particular house, any good consultant will tell you that upfront. Mm -hmm. uh, the added benefit of going solar is also that it's inflation proof. So while your traditional energy bill from your utility is going to keep going up and up over time, your monthly payment to pay off your solar panels will normally be the same for the entire duration of your loan. And then, of course, after the solar panels are paid off, then your monthly bills also jump down again. So that's kind of the first point. Basically, the math works out from the beginning, um, which is actually why we've seen this really interesting shift in demographics of people who go solar into the more middle and lower income households, not just rich families. Right. Um, so that's, yeah, so that's point number one. Okay, I mean, it is a true thing because I'm renting right now because we're building a house and we don't have solar here and I'm on mm -hmm. time of use and the summer is crazy and we're not supposed to use electricity during the hours of four to nine or something yep. like that. Exactly. And our bill is crazy. So I can't wait till our house is built and we have solar because I'm in California. So now any new house that you build has to have solar, which is great. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. And yeah. another really important thing that a lot of people should know about solar is that right now governments have an absolute major interest in encouraging this adoption. So you can benefit from really generous financial incentives. Uh, for example, there was a big piece of legislation that was passed uh, just this summer where they, they mandated that until 2032, you can get a full 30% off the cost of your solar system in the form of a tax credit. And so a lot of other states and individual utilities have their own incentives too. And so I guess kind of same on that same point about misconception number one about the cost right now is actually just a wonderful time all around to, to really start thinking about it. Okay, that's great. Okay, so then what's number two? Yeah, number two. Um, misconception number two is that solar panel technology is advancing so quickly that it's better to just wait a few years until the value is even better. Uh, so I guess to address this misconception, I wanted to talk a little bit about the current landscape in the solar industry. The best solar panel efficiency that you can get on the market right now is about 22, 23% efficiency at converting sunlight into energy. And 10 years ago, it was about 16 to 17%. Uh, a couple of studies about have been done about you know, how much more efficient these panels can get in the future. And there's some estimates that it'll be upwards of 25% efficient within five years or so. So I guess the first point is yes, in all likelihood, if you wait a couple of years, you'll probably be able to purchase panels with a couple of percent more efficiency. However, the best way to save money with solar, if that's your goal, is a clear and consistent answer. The sooner you go solar, the more you're gonna save in the long term. And we can see this clearly with an example. So. Imagine right now your energy bill is 200 bucks a month and you decided to wait five years to go solar. Now, keep in mind, your bills are going to keep going up, but for now I'll ignore inflation. If solar energy 
could slash your energy bill. And let's estimate that you get down to $80 per month as your total monthly expenses. This means that the cost of waiting that five years when you're not generating that extra energy by yourself and not saving on your bills, that cost of waiting is $7,000 at least just in this small case. And a lot of people are paying more than 200 bucks a month on energy right now. Mm -hmm. So if you decide to wait a couple of years for that extra couple of percent in efficiency, I can almost guarantee you it's not going to make up that difference in the end. So number one answer, sooner the better uh, in terms of saving money. Well, and you know, the five year at the end of five years or however long your loan is for, you own it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you're just yeah. pushing off. Yeah, I see the savings. But the the percentage in um the ability to catch the sun rays, or I'm not saying it correctly, but does that just mean this the panels are getting smaller or they just have more um output or something in the size of the panel? Is that what? Yeah, so there's a couple of things going on, but at the end of the day, the main thing is just better design and to make these panels to get more efficient. So more or less, you're going to have roughly the same size of panels that you're dealing with, okay. but they're going to be better at transforming that sunlight into energy for your house. But how long has solar technology been around? Um, for a long time. Um, we have solar panels uh, that were set up for military purposes in the 60s and 70s that are still operating today. And okay. the technology itself goes back even further than that, of course, but um, it's, it's a very tried and tested uh, technology that only now is starting to get down to that price point where it really makes sense for people on an individual household level. Okay, okay, that makes sense. All right, so then what's misconception three? Yeah, misconception three, uh, and this is especially relevant to anybody thinking about selling their home in the future or property taxes, things like that. Misconception three is that solar is going to decrease the value of your house. Um, so I want to start by saying that I've had a lot of conversations with real estate agents telling me that they personally have had a harder time selling, you know, one particular home with solar panels on it. But this is definitely the minority experience. Time after time, studies from the National Renewable Energy Lab, Lawrence Berkeley Lab, even Zillow.com and other studies that have been uh, taken place have shown that solar on the house increases the value of the home anywhere from 4 to 6% on average and leads to the deal closing 20% faster. So yeah. that story has been consistent for more than a decade, actually. So well, and can, I feel like Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just, I feel like the um, concern from a real estate perspective could be if it's not owned solar and it's leased solar, you know, there's all of that kind of stuff that puts people, if you're buying a house, you know, I don't want to be in a lease that I don't want to be in. So if the buyer, sellers don't want to pay it off, then it can cause some of problems. It doesn't seem like the solar is actually the problem. It's more the, the contracts and the, the ownership of it and that sort of thing. Because right. it doesn't want a free utility bill. <laughs> exactly. And right. that's actually, it's great that you bring this up because that's also one of the misconceptions later that okay. uh, we're definitely going to get to. But okay. basically one thing that used to be more true in the past is that people just thought the panels were ugly and thought okay. that it would be harder to sell their house or something like that. Mm -hmm. These days, that's less of a concern. Yeah, because I think they're seeing the benefits of low utility bills as utilities 
keep getting more and more expensive. Right. And, you know, there's a way you can install them now where they're not completely sitting up above the roof. They're kind of more inset into the roof tiles or they're, I mean, you'll still see them, but they just seem to be a little more streamlined and, um, you know, Mm-hmm. Not, not as ugly as they were before, I guess. <laughs> exactly. There, right. There's a lot of different ways to install it on the roof, depending on the type of roof and the type of tiles that you have. And most of the time, it actually looks pretty cool. Right. Okay. We're ready for the next one. All right. Misconception number four. Uh, this is concerns about thinking of moving in a few years. So maybe getting solar panels would only complicate the process or cost me more or force me into these tricky deals. Um, I get this question a lot. And it's a great question because modern solar panels are going to last easily more than 30 years. And of course, a lot can change in 30 years. Mm -hmm. Um, The idea of solar not being worth it might be true, depending on when you're thinking about moving. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking about selling your house in the next year or so, then yeah, it, it might not be massive savings for you since you're only benefiting from it for so little time and you just hope to make up that value when you sell the house. But in any other case, and actually moving presents no issue and you can still benefit from solar. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, if you have two, you have two great options uh, for solar when, when you move. The first great option is that you can advertise your home as fully paid off, clean energy with a rock bottom electric bill, sell the house for more money as a result, and then pay off the rest of your solar loan at close of escrow. Uh Um, Remember that each monthly payment on solar panels is invested into an asset that's holding value instead of just throwing it away to your utility company. Uh And so um, it's, it's definitely something that you can really return back on your investment even after you've considered how much you're saving on your electric bills. The second option is that many loans, including those offered by Power, the the company that I'm a consultant with, um, they're transferable to the new homeowner very easily. So instead of them having to pay a regular electric bill, that new homeowner can take on your loan, save money from day one, and their bills aren't inflating year after year. So it's still a win-win for everyone, and it's actually not a very complicated process. Okay. Yeah, that's good. And I do think that the more and more, you know, solar panels that are on different homes, I, I just think that it's only a matter of time before the buyer wants that and right. your house will be actually valued less because you don't have it. <laughs> if, they, if they're looking yeah. at a bunch of homes that happen to have solar and then they like this home, but it doesn't have solar, you know, you can see how they're like, well, now I'm not sure. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that that misconception might just be something that's just now because not a majority of homes still don't have solar, so. Right, and last I checked, the average uh, cost per kilowatt hour in California is something like 30 cents a kilowatt hour, which is way above the national average. Uh-huh. And so that's probably only gonna keep increasing, probably faster than inflation as well. And so you're completely right. Solar panels are going to be more and more adopted. More and more people are gonna be talking about it because of just how much energy costs these days. Uh-huh. For sure. Okay, well, so that was a good one. What's misconception number five? Okay, number five. Uh, This misconception is that going solar only makes sense in hot, sunny places like California or Florida, but not where I live. Um, (laughs) So 
your savings potential with solar really comes down to two things. It comes down to light and current energy costs. Places that we don't traditionally think of as hot, sunny places, but have really high energy costs, let's say Connecticut, for example, are also fantastic places for solar. Um, I was actually doing like a solar savings report for a couple of friends recently, basically just doing a case study on their own houses. One of them was living near Hartford, Connecticut, and one of them was living in Southern California. The home in Connecticut was only getting like 60, 70% of the same amount of sunlight per year, but ended up having savings potential of over three times that of my friend from Southern California because of how big of an energy bill the panels were offsetting. So wow. at the end of the day, it's really best to speak to a solar consultant and they can give you an estimate of how much value solar could really provide to your own specific house, no matter where you live. Okay. That's good advice because, um, I do think, you know, I'm in California, so I just assume everybody wants solar here, but if you aren't in a sunny state, like you're in the Pacific Northwest, right? Right. Exactly. I'm, a lot I'm there. in the Seattle area. So, right. In Seattle. So tell me about solar in Seattle. Is it a good idea then? I mean, I assume um, so because you're working there, but <laughs> <laughs> right. Washington state is actually a really special case in that a lot of our energy comes from hydropower. And so remember the main two things that it comes down to in terms of solar savings potential is sunlight and your current energy costs. Okay. Washington state energy costs are actually quite low. Uh, we're talking around 10 to 12 cents per kilowatt hour, which is only a little bit better than what solar can provide for you in the long run. And okay. so if you invest the time into getting solar panels installed in your roof in Washington state and you're not... Uh, you're not requiring any extreme amount of excess energy. You might save a couple of thousand dollars over the course of 15, 20 years. So a lot of people end up just not making the switch because the savings aren't astronomical. Still, okay. still a benefit if you care about the environment, of course, but yeah. Washington state savings are a little bit less. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize that. Is it because of the rain? Oh no, you just said that it's because of the hydropower. Yeah. The rain. Right. The rain doesn't help. That's for sure. <laughs> But if you're outside of Seattle, then for sure, you should definitely look into solar. Okay, so then what is misconception number six? Yeah, so misconception six is a really interesting one. Uh, the misconception is that solar will keep my house running in a blackout. Hmm. So this is a misconception in favor of solar, of course, but it's still not true. Uh, it might be unexpected, but if you have solar panels, but don't have a storage battery for excess energy that your panels are producing in the moment, uh -huh. your panels aren't going to give you energy in a blackout. Uh, uh -huh. The utilities automatically shut off that connection between your panels and the route to your home and the grid so that the electricians working on those power lines to fix the system don't have to worry about the electricity flowing in from someone's panels a kilometer away. It ultimately would be dangerous for them. Okay. And so if you're really only thinking about solar for the sake of energy during a blackout, your most common solution is to add a battery to your solar system, which would probably sit in your garage, for example. Right. So during the day, any energy that your panels are producing above your actual energy needs can be either sold back to the grid or charge up a battery. And then that charge can be used in a blackout, et cetera. Yeah, I've still heard though, if you had a long blackout though, the batteries, you have to have quite a big, the batteries aren't big enough to power your whole house during many mm -hmm. 
days worth of blackouts. <laughs> and that is true. Um, that is true. Typically, when you're talking to a solar consultant about getting a battery addition, uh, you go over a plan of what are the things in my house that I want to make sure are still running in a blackout. So usually people are talking about a couple of lights, their refrigerator to make sure their food doesn't go bad, things like that. But you're right, it's not a good idea to use energy as you normally would if you're just relying on a battery backup because it's just not going to last that long. Yeah, I mean, if you're living in a place that does have a lot of rolling blackouts, then still generator is probably your best idea for that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so are we on to number seven then? I think we are. So misconception number seven, solar installations will compromise my roof and make it more likely to lead to water damage. Okay. Um, this, is a, this is a pretty quick misconception to debunk because this would only be true in a particularly bad case of installation. Mm -hmm. And if you're with a good company, issues like that are gonna be covered under warranty anyway. Mm -hmm. So anyone getting on your roof who has any experience in solar will know exactly how to make sure that your roof is totally weatherproofed. Right. Um, one thing that's really important to look for, of course, when you're thinking about going solar is about the warranties on that installation and the labor for the installation. Um, a lot of solar companies actually don't give a warranty for the labor. And so if something happens in the installation process, you only find out about it four years later when something really bad happens, then you might be on the hook for that. Um, the, the company that I'm an independent consultant with, uh, Power, for example, actually has a standard 30-year warranty on the quality of the installation that includes everything from roof penetration to labor. So basically the main point is make sure you ask about the warranties, make sure you know what you're getting and get a really good product at the end of the day. Okay, good to know. Mm -hmm. All right, so then uh, what's the next one? Okay, misconception number eight is that solar will force me to insert, uh, incur maintenance costs that are gonna eat away at any savings that I have and it's gonna be a headache. Uh -huh. um, so this is also pretty easy to debunk. Uh, modern solar panels are really, really durable and they have no moving parts that need fixing or maintenance. In fact, most solar panels are gonna have a 25 year warranty against failures straight from the manufacturer, not even from like a salesman. Uh -huh. So again, if you buy from a solid company, You'll also have equipment like the inverters and the mounting system also covered under warranty for any manufacturing defects, premature failures, et cetera. So just make sure to ask about that. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of the cleaning of your panels, um, honestly, if you go online and Google, like how often should I clean my solar panels? Most sources are gonna tell you once or twice a year, but this is actually really not necessary. A lot of these uh, articles are written by companies that end up having an interest in having you buy cleaning products, uh, to be quite frank. Um, and occasional rain, if you live in a place where it rains even more than four times a year, that's going to naturally clean those solar panels. And the only time that you really need to think about cleaning it or spending a couple hundred dollars cleaning them is if there's a lot of dust or pollen getting up there, something that you could really notice. Um, but for otherwise, if you decide that, you know, the panels aren't producing exactly what you thought they were in terms of energy and you want to get them cleaned to make sure that it's not an issue of dust, it'll cost you a couple hundred dollars. But again, it's not actually necessary. Okay. So they don't need to invest in these big 
maintenance plans either if they're buying, if they're buying solar system. De definitely, um, okay. a lot of a lot of these manufacturers have such long warranty periods because these products are so durable and reliable. These companies know they're not really going to have to you know, cough up a bunch of money to help you repair them because there, again, there's no moving parts. There's uh, not a lot of potential for these things to get severely damaged unless there's a problem in the manufacturing process or let's say someone goes up with a baseball bat and wants to destroy them, something like that. Right, right. okay. Right, so shall we move to misconception yes, nine? number nine. Okay, so misconception nine is that solar panels are bad for the environment. Um, this concern is an interesting one because usually people have this concern if they've done a bit more research into the solar in uh, industry. Mm -hmm. So the concern comes from the fact that the creation of solar panels and the recycling of solar panels tends to use traditional grid energy, um, which is produced by fossil fuels, et cetera. And also that the toxic chemicals which are used in solar manufacturing can end up polluting the environment when those panels need to be decommissioned at end of life. Mm -hmm. um, this is a valid concern, but it's important to look at the numbers to, to make that cost benefit analysis. Mm -hmm. So in terms of how much energy a modern solar panel produces compared to how much quote unquote dirty energy was required to make the panel, mm -hmm. your panels will be considered fully carbon neutral within about three years. That's, that's the timeline. Okay. So given that panels are going to have warranties of at least 25 years, and again, as I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, we have panels from the 70s that are still operating just fine. So we don't even really know how, just how long panels can last. It makes it clear that solar panels are definitely reducing CO2 emissions much more than they would quote unquote produce in the, in the production process. Um, right. And yeah. I do feel that, you know, um, Whenever there's a problem, that's when people come up with solutions. So when it becomes a problem that the lifespan of a lot of these panels is going to be near its end or they're not working as well, I there will be a solution that comes about where we are recycling the panels or something. I don't envision anybody's just going to throw them in the landfill. <laughs> completely. You're completely right. There's, there's yeah. actually like this massive panel recycler called the, the Rosette plant in France. It's been able to recycle and reuse 95% of the components of solar panels, and they're processing tons and tons of material a day. So the industry is already growing. It's something that solar industry cares a lot about. There's a lot of money to be made for people who can figure yeah. out how to recycle these properly. So um, yeah. typically, I'm pretty optimistic about that. Yeah, same with batteries, too. I think people sometimes have the concern with all the batteries, but exactly. yeah, we'll figure out how to recycle all those things, I'm sure. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so are we on to number 10 already? Yes, it looks right. like we're on to misconception number 10. Uh, and this is one of my favorite misconceptions because there's actually a, a lot of value for homeowners that can come out of this misconception. And I'll explain what I mean. Um, the misconception is, let's say you're going to need a new roof within even 10 years or so. So if you were to get solar, maybe it's going to complicate the process or cost you a ton of money to take off the panels while they redo your roof, et cetera, et cetera. So it is true, first of all, that roof that your roof has to be in really, really good condition for solar to be appropriate. 
Um, just to give a sense of scale, a bit over a third of the clients that we work with need some sort of roof work or roof replacement. Um, but this is actually where the value comes in because oftentimes the one selling you a solar system can also bundle in a new roof and you can usually bundle in the solar system and the roof in the same loan. So the benefits of doing that, first of all, is that in a lot of cases, you can actually qualify your new roof for that 30% federal solar tax credit. It's kind of this loophole. Um, absolutely consult your tax professional to get like a straight answer. But I've had a lot of situations where people have been able to take off 30% of their new roof because it's you know, required work necessary to install your solar panels. Um, so that's one thing to keep in mind. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Right. And so if we could kind of like paint this picture of what this is potentially offering, basically, let's say you need a new roof in the next 10 years, that cost is going to come eventually, right? So imagine if it was possible to get solar panels, get a brand new roof, and have lower expenses than when you started. And, and that's exactly what the customers are seeing. <laughs> yeah. um, paying monthly for the roof plus solar bundle over 20 years or so is still usually cheaper than what you were paying before on your full electric bill. And so um, in the benefit of having that solar company also do your roof is that you get the same company managing both projects. You don't have to coordinate two companies um, and you get all of the benefits of having that under kind of one financial roof. And so this is one of the biggest reasons why so many people who go solar end up wanting to get their entire roof redone at the same time. It's, uh -huh. it's a major investment in your home that you can retain value on. And it makes a lot of financial sense in terms of even monthly expenses. Wow. That's huge. I didn't even know that. That's amazing because if you, I mean, if you're thinking of selling your house and you've got a bad roof, people don't want to spend, you know, go through the expense, but you'll, you'll go through the expense once you have inspections and the inspector yep. says you have an old roof, you're just going to end up paying for it one way or another because the new buyer doesn't want to have an old roof either. So, exactly. um, you know, you, you just, and you don't want to not, you don't want to put off an old roof either if you have one, because you can have all sorts of water damage and things that could ruin your house and make, make it a lot more expensive. So yeah, absolutely. what a great option that if you're thinking of solar and you have an older roof that you could bundle that all together and get the tax savings, that's that's a reason to call your solar consultant. I completely agree, right. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Okay, so I have another question. Um, okay. What about the rebates? How do the, how do people find out what the rebates are in their state? Or if you're a, if you're a real estate agent out there and you wanted to help your community by letting them know what the rebates are, how can they find that information? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Uh, like you're saying, a lot of states and local levels and even utility levels have their own special programs, everything from rebates to tax credits. And so that information is, first of all, very easy to find online. So you can just Google um, solar incentives in Arizona, for example, okay. and you'll get this nice list of exactly all of the different incentives that you could theoretically take advantage of. Um, another way, if you don't want to do the research is, you know, just talk to a solar consultant. Any solar consultant is going to want to, you know, offer you a free consultation just so you, you know, get thinking about this more. And they're happy to tell you all of the things for your individual utility or state that you can take advantage of. Okay, that's great. That's great information. So 
Um, I mean, just being a real estate agent myself, I just got to ask, like, how do you, how do you work with agents or how do you like to work with agents? Cause I'm sure that you, it's helpful to have some relationships with agents. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in constant communication with real estate agents. And at the end of the day, what I want to offer to agents is just information and education. Oftentimes a, a real estate agent is talking to a potential client. They get a question about solar and they don't know what to say. They have no idea. So having a friend in the solar industry to just be able to ask questions to um, is oftentimes a really big, uh, you know, value added for that person. And of course, at the end of the day, if you have a, a really great relationship with a solar consultant and you've seen that they've done really good work for a lot of past clients, then it can end up creating like this really, really great situation where your client's thinking about solar, you know exactly who to refer them to. Um, and that person can answer any questions that either the real estate agent or the client has about this whole process. Yeah. And it works both ways, right? Like if you're in a certain community and someone's asking about solar because, oh, they were thinking about selling their house, but they don't have an agent. You're like, oh, I've got the perfect wellness agent. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> because they're, you know, they're an agent that's knowledgeable about solar. They're going to be able to market your house properly. And, um, you know, I really encourage agents who are wanting to differentiate themselves to consider, you know, being it, it, as long as this stuff matters to them, it's, um, to, to position themselves as like a wellness agent or an eco agent, because mm -hmm. when you're talking about things that matter to people, then you're not so in your face about, um, Hey, are you looking to buy or sell a house? <laughs> you know, exactly. Nobody, yeah. Everybody cringes and having to do that. So if you can be more of a, you know, providing value to people and having like your tool belt of resources, your mm -hmm. solar consultant, your energy consultant, your lender who can provide a green mortgage and all sorts of things, what a value add that is to the community and to the clients, because you're able to share this information. You're able to help them through tricky, not tricky um, transactions, but transactions that I think are going to come around um, more frequently as more people have solar, but mm -hmm. just um, transactions that deal with some of these energy efficient um, appliances and energy efficient features you want to make sure that you hire an agent who is knowledgeable on how to market that stuff and can actually get you the most value for your, you know, the money that you've spent um, and get that back for you when it does come time to sell your house. So Absolutely. I love it. So how can people get um, a hold of you, Alex? Yeah. So, um, so I'm of course available by email. If, if anyone wants to send me an email with any questions, uh, at alex at petersonsolar.com. Um, in addition to being an independent um, sales consultant with Power, I also have my own uh, energy firm, uh, Peterson Solar. And so I uh, currently operate in about 21 states. Uh, I know a lot about different utilities um, and their own individual incentives, the types of things that you should really keep in mind for the state that you live in, uh, how it might impact home insurance, uh, what happens if there's a hailstorm, and what would happen to your panels, things like that. So if anyone has any questions for me, they can reach me by email there. Um, you can also reach me at Facebook at Peterson Solar. It should be pretty easy to find. And yeah, so that's the best way to reach me. That's great. And Peterson is um, O-N at the end, not E-N, correct? Exactly. Right. Okay. That's wonderful. That just um, reminded me of another question I had for you, though. It's about states. Um, that are, don't 
the states like Florida that mm -hmm. have some concern about um, hurricanes and things and how solars, the solar panels might be bad because of the hurricanes they have often and insurance not um, insuring roofs with, is that true? Mm -hmm. I feel like I've heard that rumor. And so I just wanted to ask, what are your feelings on that? Or do you know anything about that or what the state is doing about that? Right. So it's definitely a good idea to talk to your individual insurer about it because uh, depending on which insurer you have, that answer can be completely different. Okay. Uh, sometimes they might want to make your premiums go up if you live in a region that has high potential for storms like hurricanes in Florida. Um, and some insurers just won't mind and they'll say more power to you, put solar panels on your roof. Um, one thing that is important to keep in mind, I guess a little bit aside from the insurance question directly is, you know, what does happen if you have a solar panel on your roof and a hurricane comes by? Um, of course, if there's a lot of like structural damage to the house, then of course there's not a lot that can be done, uh, which is, you know, awful. But um, solar panels in terms of durability compared to the house um, is a very sound piece of equipment. And so it's not going to be, you know, the first thing that shatters when you have a storm coming through. Basically, if your home can survive that hurricane, there's a really good chance that your panels will as well. Okay. So I'm, what I'm hearing from you is maybe if you do live in one of those areas that does get a lot of storms, you, if you're an agent or a homeowner, you might want to just do some calling around to different insurance companies and see what, um, what, ha you know, do they insure a roof with, with solar panels on it? And then as you're talking to a solar consultant, kind of make the decision that's right for you. Exactly. If you live in a region like that, you'll have to do a little bit more research on the front end. But mm -hmm. um, if you get the right people at the table, you'll be able to get that information very quickly. Yeah. And if you're an agent, it, you should actually maybe make some of those calls as well. Because if you can find an insurance company in your area that does support solar, then what a blessing that is. You can, you know, yep. refer them to your clients also. That's wonderful. Great point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, great, Alex. Thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate our conversation. We learned so much about solar today and I'll have to have you on again sometime. We can talk about, I know you got, you're just such a wealth of information. I'm sure there's plenty more that we can talk about solar. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I've really enjoyed being on the show. Thanks a lot for having me. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Just to recap the 10 misconceptions. Number one, solar is too expensive or it takes too long to recoup the cost. The truth is that prices have come way down in recent years, so have an analysis done of your specific property. That way you'll be able to know exactly how long it will take. Number two, solar panel technology advances quickly. The answer is no, it really doesn't, <laughs> so don't wait. Number three, solar could decrease the value of my home. Now, that was probably coming from people who didn't think panels were very pretty to look at. And there are ways that you can recess them into the roof now, and uh, so they look way better. And so more and more people are actually starting to accept the way they look. So this isn't really a big issue these days. Number four, if you move in a few years, solar only complicates the process. And as we learned, this is not necessarily true. So don't let that stop you from saving money until you do move. And here's another thing to consider. Many people think that they're going to move in a few years, and then they end up staying in their home for 10, 15 years. So imagine all the years you could have benefited from solar if you just did it from the start. Number five, going solar only makes sense if you live in a hot, sunny place. And Alex shared with us how someone in Connecticut 
would benefit even from larger savings than his friend in California. So make sure you call even if you're not in a super sunny place. Number six, solar keeps my home running in a blackout. And no, this is not true because it only produces power when the sun is actually out. So you'll need to have a battery or a generator to do that. Number seven, solar installations compromise my roof. Well, no, they don't because installers are very reliable and the systems are designed to be waterproof and withstand wind and rain, etc. And most of them come with warranties that last for decades. Number eight, solar will force me to incur maintenance costs. Uh, no, solar really is a set it and forget it kind of thing. Okay, number nine, solar panels are bad for the environment. Alex explained the benefits to having your own source of clean energy outweighs the cost of producing the panels and shipping them to you. So if you don't, um, you don't really have to worry or feel bad as long as you get the system and keep it on your house for, I think he said four or five years, then you are essentially covering the environmental cost of producing the panel. And 10, if I need a new roof, I should wait to get solar. And the truth is no. In fact, Alex shared with us that if you, uh, if your roof needs repair or it's time for a new one, getting solar allows you to possibly roll the fixes into your solar installation, making the entire cost eligible for rebates. And that's incredible. So I encourage you to contact Alex if you have any specific questions because he does serve in 21 states. And I'm sure if your state isn't one of them, he can direct you to a trusted resource in your area. You can reach him by sending him an email at alex at petersonsolar.com, and that's with an O-N in Peterson. Uh, you can also find him on his website at petersonsolar.com. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found something that will help you and your family bloom and grow. I'm on a mission to bring health and home together, and I invite you to join me. If you enjoyed today's episode, you might also enjoy reading the digital magazines that I publish every single month. They are called the Wellness Real Estate Magazine, which is Wellness RE, and Healthy Home Magazine, and they feature wellness lifestyle communities that are being designed and built all over the country. Plus, I have healthy home professionals that share their insights on how you can create a healthier home environment. Building biology experts biophilic designers, wellness architects, color psychology specialists, and even eco-designers all together in one place. I guarantee it's not like any other magazine you've read before. You can check it out at www.healthyhome-mag.com. You can purchase single issues and I have tons of articles from over the past two years that you can share. Remember, sharing is caring. And please follow me on Instagram at healthyhomemag reach out and let me know how you'd like the show or what topics you'd like me to cover in the future. I'm open to learning more about what matters to you. Together, we're making the world a healthier place, one home at a time. <laughs>